What's up guys, it's Ole from History Profiles and today's video will be about Charles II, the King of Spain. Charles was a king, but he was also cursed. This was a consequence of inbreeding, as his ancestors had tried to keep their bloodline pure. But the result was devastating on Charles's physical and mental health. Anyway, let's get into the video. Charles was born in the Spanish capital of Madrid in 1661 and was the son of Philip IV of Spain and his second wife, Mariana of Austria. Charles was from the House of Habsburg, which was one of the most influential royal houses of Europe. However, they were also noted for extreme inbreeding in order to protect their assets and keep their bloodline untainted. An example would be Charles's mother and father, who were actually uncle and niece. Also, all eight of his great-grandparents were descendants of Joanna and Philip I of Castile. When Charles was born, he was reported to be extremely weak. His head was covered with scabs, and some strange liquid would ooze from his right ear. As Charles grew up, he wasn't like regular boys. He was different. He proved to be physically disabled in many aspects, and he was also described as mentally impaired. He also had physical deformities, one of which was his jaw, which is now known as the Habsburg jaw. This is a disfiguring genetic disorder where the lower jaw outgrows the upper jaw, resulting in a massively extended chin. His Habsburg jaw was so bad that he found it difficult to talk and to chew his food. This resulted in him having to swallow his food whole which led to indigestion and vomiting. Due to how frail he was, he didn't learn to talk until he was four years old and was carried everywhere until he was eight, due to him being so weak. He was essentially treated like an infant as his mother feared that his mind and body may be overworked. Because of this, he didn't get a very good education, which may have affected his capacity to rule and make good decisions. However, Charles was noted to enjoy shooting, and this was the only strenuous activity that he would carry out. Charles was only three years old when his father died, and his mother Mariana became the regent of the country, ruling in the name of the infant king. Talk would spread around Spain about how their future king was a monster, and he was nicknamed Charles the Bewitched. From when he was an infant, he was exercised in an attempt to heal his mental and physical afflictions as they were believed by some to be demons inside of him. As he grew up, the exorcisms were constant. Nevertheless, he remained in his mentally impaired state, partially due to his lack of education, and he would have been perceived by some to be very slow due to him not being able to talk properly. However, the exorcisms only took a toll on his mental health. As a consequence, Charles would always be in a state of melancholy. In 1669, Don Juan José, Charles's half-brother on his father's side, started a military uprising that forced the Queen Regent Mariana to establish Juan José as the Prime Minister. Don Juan would arrange a marriage for his half-brother as he knew that he needed to produce an heir, and he found a suitable wife for him, named 
Marie-Louise of Orleans. They were married in August of 1679, but Don Juan would die shortly after. Because of the death of Don Juan, Charles's mother returned to court, but the main influence over Spain's affairs were now Charles's wife and his counsellors. The years of Charles's reign were difficult to say the least. The economy was going downhill, and there was hunger in the land. Due to his obvious disabilities, he was often ignored by his council, which again took a toll on his mental health. In 1680, Charles now had a responsibility. Whether or not he was manipulated into doing this is unknown, as he was the king. But due to his mental state, his wife or counsellors may have been able to persuade him. Charles would be in charge of the greatest auto da fe in the history of the Spanish Inquisition. The auto da fe was not pleasant at all, and any normal man would not wish to preside over this, especially if they had a choice. It consisted of a ritual of public penance to punish heretics and people accused of treason. All prisoners accused of heresy or treason were tortured during their trial to extract as much information as possible. After their trial, they were taken outside the city walls to a place called El Quemadero. Their sentences would then be read, and anyone who was acquitted would fall to their knees, but the condemned had something sinister in store for them. During the Auto de Fe, 120 prisoners would be tried, many were whipped and tortured for their alleged crimes, and 21 unfortunate souls were tied to a stake and burnt alive, left to be consumed by the flames. Charles would attend all the trials and burnings, which would stain his name. Even if he did not kill the accused prisoners himself, he could have aided in stopping the display of public penance and executions through his own mild influence, or his wife's. In February 1689, Marie-Louise of Orleans, the king's first wife, suddenly fell gravely ill and died. Later that year in August, he married Maria Anna of Newburgh. This marriage, just like the first, produced no heir. Even though Charles had two wives, he never fathered children. This was another genetic defect of his, due to the history of his family's inbreeding. He was infertile. After his mother died in 1696, Charles would rule without a regent. Charles would always seem sickly, but as he felt his health deteriorating, he became manic. He demanded to see the corpses of his family, ordering his subjects to dig them up. He eventually had a nervous breakdown when he was unable to pull Spain out of its economic crisis. Maria Anne, his wife, was then appointed as regent as Charles retired to live a simple life. By September 1700, Charles became increasingly ill, and by the end of the month, he was unable to eat. He would suffer from seizures in the later years of his life. It was incredible in itself that he had lived that long, as he always seemed to be on the verge of death, which baffled the kingdom. However, he died on the 1st of November in the year 1700, five days before his 39th birthday. The physician that conducted his autopsy recorded that his body 
did not contain a single drop of blood. His heart was the size of a peppercorn, his lungs were corroded, his intestines were rotten and gangrenous. He only had one atrophied testicle, which was as black as coal, and his head was full of water. When Charles died, the line of the Spanish Habsburgs died with him, as he had no heir and was the only legitimate son of his father. Before his death, he named Philip Duke of Anjou as his successor. No doubt, even though Charles had a sad life due to his many afflictions, such as being a cursed man, suffering from infertility and disfigurement, he also lived a life of wealth. However, no earthly riches could save him from his mental anguish. His worst crime was the outdoor de fe, which he personally oversaw, in which he would have witnessed torturing and innocent people burning to death. Given the circumstances of his afflictions, can Charles II of Spain be excused from his crimes? Let me know what you think in the comment sections down below. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to like, comment and subscribe, and I'll see you all next week for another History Profile.